1: The latest news the newest products the biggest names welcome to your tech report online at yourtechreport.com join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of your tech report oh and we
0: invite you to join us in so many different ways on all our social media it is at your tech report for example Facebook for example Twitter Instagram YouTube it is all at your tech report as well as the website which is yourtechreport.com thank you guys for being here I am Marco Flallow, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield. An awesome show lined up for you guys. This week, we're going to be talking to a couple people. Denis Goudreau, he is uh, a territory manager for Intel. We're going to talk mm-hmm. all about how Intel is leveraging their AI to help a lot of different causes. And Moen. You know Moen, Mitchell? Yes, you of you course I know Moen. You moved into a new home. You're probably buying a lot of Moen stuff. Well, their stuff is getting even smarter, more connected to everything else in your home, so I, I can imagine that you're going to be taking lots of notes
4: yeah it'll be a little self-serving this interview i'm not not gonna lie but you know what this just goes to show you and this is something we talk about on our show all the time mark technology isn't just all computers uh, video cameras uh, smartphones technology and there can be advances in technology in every aspect of our lives including hardware faucets uh appliances so this is the kind of thing that we want to spread the word about because again these advancements can help people in their everyday lives which we're about to find out i'm sure
0: we're always looking. At, this is this is what we this is what we do. This we, is who we are, this Mark. Is who we are.
4: Well, well said, Mitchell. Mitchell, Mitchell. Yes, have you
0: had an opportunity. I know you. Uh, you frequent your mall quite often. Yes, um, I am a mall rat. Go ahead. You're a mall mm-hmm. rat. It's okay. There's, there's, mm-hmm. there's no harm in that. No, I, know I wear
4: that badge of honor with with, with honor. Actually, it's got a, a badge of honor.
0: Great yeah. food court there. I'm not going to complain. Um, mm-hmm. uh, have you happened to have the opportunity to either play with or get your hands on or even just look? The Samsung Galaxy Z, the folding Galaxy phone.
4: Uh, other than the videos that I've been watching, Marquez Brownlee in, in particular, I have not. But I, you know, color me intrigued because this is yeah. the first one that's actually, you know, I, I guess the, the Motorola... The uh, the, the new razor, yep. yeah, that intrigued me for similar reasons because it is a you know vertical folding phone. So of course that intrigues me because it actually serves more of a purpose. It's less of a tablet, more of just a large phone that becomes more pocketable. Correct. Yes. So I'm really excited yeah. about this. But like like a lot of things that we've seen, and you know to to more of our point from earlier shows, more. Um, products that don't necessarily come to market, demo products, concept products. I'm intrigued by what this phone represents for future products, not just from Samsung, but possibly Apple in the future, other companies following suit. So, yes, I'm intrigued about the phone. I haven't seen it in person, but I'm more intrigued by what it represents for future products. Don't Def- you think? do no, you agree? I,
0: I agree wholeheartedly. I had the opportunity to see it. I did not have Oh, did allergy. you really? Yeah. I mean, I had it in my hand for a couple seconds. They had it at the local Telestore. Um, recent announcement from Samsung is that they're completely sold out in Canada, even though they um, you know, launched two days ago, quite honestly. Um, most stores don't even have stock, but I did happen to hold it in my hand. It feels a little chunky when it's when it's folded, which is interesting, right. but I mean, it's okay. Um, but it definitely, the second you pop that open, you're like, okay, yeah, this is going to be going somewhere. You I know, get it, and, right? Tons of kinks, no pun intended, because you definitely see that kink in the screen quite in the middle. But, you right. know, I stand by one of my more recent arguments, which is I don't think... That the the glass or the plastic or whatever the screen is made of, I don't really think it needs to even fold. I really think that if you just didn't have, you know, any kind of bezel there, it was just a nice straight cut, and it was two screens that just worked together seamlessly. Right. Even if right. you had a very very minute, like a millimeter of a line down the middle, I think you would, you know, serve the same purpose. The same purpose, and you wouldn't have right. all all this construction issues and all these all these hurdles to actually try to. You know, go again. It's like if you look at the the, the Neo and the Duo that Microsoft will be releasing later on this year and some of the other devices that are going to be taking on some of those characteristics, there are two separate screens.
4: Absolutely. And and like you said, we've seen this before. We've seen... You know, I believe that uh, Razor came out with a with a two screen option or there are several companies coming out now that have like similar to the Microsoft Duo, a top screen and a bottom screen in a foldable laptop that act as either a keyboard on the bottom screen or a secondary display. Correct. And when you see the scrolling happen. When you see the scrolling happen between the two, yes it scrolls between the seam, but because the glass is so close together, they roll into each other and the effect is one continuous screen. Your 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 mind's eye sees it as one continuous screen whether there's a seam there or not. So I think you're right. I think we're going to be seeing a lot more and I hope we see a lot more companies experiment with having two screens that act as one because I think that's more that's more viable in terms of long term just for listen, flexible screens are great, don't get me wrong, but in terms of things that could go wrong that screen eventually wearing down how many folds are actually built into the lifetime of this product those are issues that would not happen if you had two independent screens acting as one and that's that's pretty intriguing mark
0: yeah i don't think honestly i don't think we're ever going to get to a point where a folding glass or a folding plastic screen is not going to be uh have a lifespan i think it's always as long once you're bending something like that in half it's not easy. a matter of like if, it's when. Paper, you know? You know, it's, it's not if, it's when, right? Yeah, it, it's yeah, and that's I, mean, I think that's what we're all waiting for. We're waiting for that other shoe to drop. Now, right. there have been some reports of some cracking and some different devices, and and, and but not like Galaxy Fold-type, you know, big <laughs> epidemic-type stuff going on.
4: Has that become the poster child for products well, that were released too I, early? I guess so, <laughs> but, but
0: the funny thing is, you know, clearly they, they've learned from their mistakes, but yeah. the speed at which they've learned from their mistakes is quite impressive. I mean, we're yeah. talking about less than a year ago that that fold was even you know unveiled for the first time. Um, Meanwhile, Huawei announced the mate XS, which is going to be their first publicly released folding foam. It's not going to fold vertically. It's going to fold horizontally right. around the outside of the screen. This is kind of like the design we saw, but over about a year ago when the Galaxy Fold was announced, right? Um, but uh, you know, a more durable display, a faster processor. So they've taken the time by delaying their product launch to actually work on some of the kinks to hopefully not be you know screen gate like Samsung had when it comes out. Hopefully, when this actually comes out, we'll actually see this way more durable and not have any you know, drama around it.
4: Well, I'm going to go. Well, I'm sure there are always going to be people that were, you know, looking for drama and they're going to find it if they're looking for it. Believe me. And there will be drama surrounding these products, you know, products for a long time. Let me, let me, let me lay something on here and I want to get your opinion on this because the way my first analogy when I saw these, you know, the vertical folding phones like the Razer, like the new Samsung, uh was it reminded me of do you remember the i think it was called the game boy advance which was the first clamshell game boy where they i think like a dot matrix screen right and it it folded vertically and you had the two screen i was like okay that's really cool so if you take this to the next level do you think folding screens would have better application better use better feasibility as a long-term product in the smartphone world or in the portable gaming world because i'm thinking if you take these foldable screens and apply it to a portable console. Now you have something that makes a lot more sense, where people want that real estate for something more than just you know their smartphone, but for actual gaming. I mean, if you take the next, uh, the next switch or the next you know game, Boy, I just think there are possibilities here on the gaming. I'm seeing you smile now. You, you I know see know why the I smile turning. because I I look at
0: the audiences or the consumers of the two different types of devices, okay? And you look at a smartphone that's priced at thirteen hundred U.S. dollars, okay? Right. No child who will be playing a Nintendo style device is going to be using this phone
4: for several years. Okay, so let me let me lay something on you here, Mark. And this is going to be a little shameless self-promotion here because we do have like another shameless. show. Oh, of course, we do have another show on SiriusXM called Gamer's Edge right on this channel. It's at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays, correct? So make sure you tune at 7 p.m. Eastern if you want to listen. It's a great show. And one of the things we talk about is the average gaming age, the gamer's average age. And I think people would be surprised to know the average gamer is in their 30s, not in their teens, and the, the average spender mark is in their 30s, not their teens. So when we talk about people spending on gaming products, we think kids, but we know the, the average gamer is much older than a teen and has a lot more money to spend. So now that you know this, do you still feel the same way about people willing to spend on a portable console? Granted, not today's prices. I do, I do, I do because forward. I still
0: think that, you know, the, the Switch. And the Nintendo Jean, is is a still a younger skewed device.
4: That's true. That's true. I
0: think that device is younger skewed. I think even when you look at the the 3DS and the 2DS XL and all of those, those are definitely younger skewed. You and I are more likely to go, at a, go get a Switch versus some of these two screen devices. Okay. But that
4: does not preclude a company like Microsoft maybe jumping into the portable arena or Sony going back in now that the PSP is no longer maybe jumping back in. And is dual screen a possibility? You, let me just ask you this. Do you think a- it's a cool idea? <laughs> Do you think it's a better application of two screens in gaming or in smartphone? Uh, I, I put you on the spot. Portable tablet. That's where I oh, wow. see this. Wow, you, you are such you such a bench well, no, writer. You just want to ride that line. That's where I see it
0: being because I don't think and, and and again I think that the the future of this is not a folding screen. I really don't think it. I think it's going to be two screens that okay. work together as one that are just you know uh, kind of independent of each other. Could be independent, right. but are separate screens so that you don't have the wear and tear that you're going to have. So you could use it in any application without no, you, any you're issue right.
4: whatsoever and i think with gaming especially with the amount of time people spend especially taking devices out of their pockets using them all the time the you know the the single screen that folds could be an issue but more dual screens guys we love those dual we, seamless we, screens we do love those dual seamless screens uh, Mitchell got a great show lined
0: up for you guys we're going to speak into intel after we take a quick break And also that interview with Moen is coming up. We're going to talk all about their smart home connected devices, way more than just kind of connected faucets these days. You'll soon be able to use your voice assistant to actually measure, you know, volume of water, which is really cool. Or You can use different systems they have to measure the pressure of water in your home. Really cool. And Intel, we're going to be talking to them all about how their AI is being used these days to, you know, help the medical field and lots of cool stuff. So stick around. It is Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flalo. Follow along with us at Your Tech Report. We take a quick break and come back with Denny Goudreau of Intel. Stick
2: around. Your tech report will be right back. This is Your Tech Report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report.
0: He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flallo Thank you guys for being here. If you want to follow us, it is at Your Tech Report on all our social media, Mitchell, and of course, YouTube, Instagram, everywhere. And of course, if you want to email
4: us, it's contact at yourtechreport.com. Uh, you know, Mark, uh, I'm, I, I get excited about interviews, of course, but I'm, expe- I'm especially excited, excited, excited about I this think. one. I, I, oh, well, you know, sometimes <laughs> you can't be too excited about a good interview, but... Um, When I hear the word and the name and the company Intel, as a gamer, of course, I get instantly excited because I use Intel chips and all the rigs that I built and all the ones that I buy. So Intel is a big part of my gaming life. But one of the things we realized doing the show and talking about the company on the show is Intel is about so much more than gaming. Their technology is leveraged in so many different aspects of our lives, everything from uh, medical applications to sports to cars. Really, Intel is integrated into every aspect of our lives. Life, no?
0: Absolutely. And you know, what? unfortunately, as we know, we didn't make it to CES, but this is our opportunity to obviously flash back there virtually, Mitchell. And I want to welcome our next guest. Denis Goudreau is the Ca- country manager for Canada at Intel. Denis, thank you for being on your tech report. We're so happy to have you on the snowy Montreal day.
2: <laughs> thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mitchell. I'm uh, pretty happy to be with you.
0: I have to throw out the snow because Mitchell, as we all know, is in Los Angeles and he gets that <laughs> hot weather. But he also, he's from New York, so he misses it so much. He looks, exactly. at, he looks at us with jealousy, so it's excited, <laughs> exciting that you're being here. Uh, did he tell me, I mean, CES was, uh, you know, it looks like it was so long ago, but it really wasn't. Um, did you have a good time? Was it a, a prosperous one for Intel? I don't think there was a direction you could look without seeing some way that Intel was integrated in this entire show.
2: Yeah, so basically it was a great show for us, like every year, but if you look, like you said, so like the really org technologies, uh, what I can say is like at the foundation pretty much of every technology and solution that you see around at CES. So it's pretty exciting for us to be able to showcase what we're doing at CES and what we're doing as, a, as an organization.
0: You know, Intel's been around for for so long. We know the company obviously for processors, and 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 your technology really does drive a lot of a lot of the innovations that we see out there. Was there anything in specific that you you know honed in on, or realized that people were more interested in th- than something else at this year's show?
2: Uh, if we look, I mean, we like I said, so if we look at the announcement that we made, right? So, and, and a lot of it was to demonstrate how we're infusing, I would say, intelligence across the cloud, the network, and the edge, and in PC to really drive impact on people and business and the society. And, and one of the uh, announcements we see that draw a lot of uh, uh, attention was, for sure, uh, our or first look, I would say, at our core mobile processor Tiger Lake, so and also on Project Athena. Uh, A little bit of sneak peek on our XE new graphic architectures and all the work that we are doing with the American Red Cross and also with the NFL, right, with the Intel TrueView. So those brought a lot of, uh, I would say, attention or, um, uh, yeah, so people were very interested to know more about those different announcements we did at CES.
4: You know, Denise, I want to talk really quickly about Tiger Lake, because it wasn't that long ago when you talked about a mobile processor, people kind of turned their nose up. They thought about it being underpowered and for smaller devices. But really now, mobile processors are in everything. And of course, the power, you know, the power to weight ratio, let's say, has become off the charts, especially with Intel processors. And now, even when it comes on the, to the graphics side, having integrated graphics on this processor, these are powerful integrated graphics, aren't they?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, like you said, so it used to be that people were thinking it's just a scaled-down version of a desktop CPU, which is no longer the right. case for many years, right? So right. now we're designing from ground up, especially for the the, the mobile uh, workspace, a new architecture. And Tiger Lake is really, uh, which will be introduced later this year. So, but will will come with uh, many many new advancements, right? So, or like uh, a new CPU architectures, uh, AI built-in accelerator in it. So we'll talk, I guess, a little bit later on, on what all the work we're doing. Uh, around AI, but uh, that new graphic architecture that will uh, bring massive improvement uh, on the graphic uh, performance and also on the Wi-Fi 6, a lot of new things, and again, delivering super power within a low power envelope, because at the end of the day, you want to be able to use your laptop, your notebook for like for for the day, right? So and that's what we're doing with all those new technologies. So it's not just getting more power, but it's also reducing the uh, power envelope that you get a better battery life on your device.
0: You know, there's so many devices out there that use Intel processors, and you know, every year we're, we're waiting for the next computer that has the next generation processor. How far ahead are you guys working on 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 technology? I'm sure that the, I mean, the pipeline is gigantic, and there's so many different models, and as you said, mobile and desktop, etc., and in server, and obviously the AI. Are, is this like a 10-year roadmap? Is this a five-year roadmap? I'm not asking you to give me obviously details. You can't, but I'm just curious how far ahead you guys are looking.
2: Yeah, so it's many, many years ahead, right? So we'll look at some technology and find like more in the R&D and discovery mode, see what can be interesting, where we go, what is like a neuromorphic computing, quantum computings, what can be the next things for, I don't know, network transformation or that will power, I don't know, computing vision or the cloud. So that's many, many years, right? So ahead of, of work and, 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 and looking at what is coming. So when we go down the road on our things that we use on a day-to-day basis or our production roadmap, that will like go around like five to uh, three years, right? We really start to go, okay, we have identified a key technology that may make sense and, and it can be produced uh, at high volume, and we start to develop around that technology, right? But the, the market is shifting so fast, so we need to be super agile on what we do, and if, if something new come up, that we can transform and, and switch that new technology.
4: Denny, you you heard me at the beginning when I was introducing uh, introducing the interview and introducing you. Um, you know when many people, you know, as we're talking now about processors and chips and roadmaps, you know for, to the average consumer, Intel is known obviously on the on the chip side and what you guys do on the computer side. but we also talked about how you guys are helping other companies and helping them grow and become better at what they do. Talk about Intel's work a little bit with the American Red Cross and what you guys are doing there with missing Maps project.
2: Yeah, so that's pretty interesting, right? So, and that's uh, purely in line with our uh, AI strategy. So, basically, what we're doing with them is when you look at the uh, the challenge that the Red Cross had is basically we're lucky to have in, let's say, in, in North America, Western Europe, so super accurate maps of the roads and bridge and everything, right? So, when the Red Cross need to do something, an intervention, they know and they have all the information. But unfortunately, when you go to uh, different, like, uh, developing countries, they don't have those uh, level of map and so basically the Red Cross has to take all the uh, image that the satellite are providing to them and manually right, try to identify how this is a road, this is a bridge, that when there's an emergency or a crisis so their team on the ground so it can go and use the right road. So instead of have to go for five hours drive so they can maybe do it just in 30 minutes because there was a road but if they don't know, they don't know. So what we did with them is leveraging the power of AI that we have infused in the Xeon platform, so because we have set of special instructions that improve the inference and the training to really be able to have no, I would say, human work that will identify those roads. So we're instead of taking hours, just figure out a small map of road, and so the computer is able to identify after being trained so you can identify what are the roads and building those map of the uh, what what they call missing map project of those developing uh, countries I would say that they have an accurate map of the landscape so when they have to do an intervention.
0: You know, when people think of AI, I think they still, you know, probably refer to their smart speakers and and various elements. But we're surrounded by AI in so many different ways, shapes and forms. And that example right there, I mean, that is saving lives. That is making sure that people get the attention they need in places that they don't have access to that kind of stuff before. So to, to be able to infuse AI in something as basic as just needing medical resources is absolutely amazing. Is that something that they sought out you guys for? is it something that you guys were actively involved in creating with them?
2: So basically, we're actively involved creating with them. So because we, uh, I think it's one of our engineers, if I recall correctly, that was a bit involved with them and helping them and figure out, you know what, maybe we can leverage the power of AI and really help them to do something like that. Because you're absolutely right. When people think about AI, they always think about like super complex things or from a business point of view, or I'll be better to predict and, 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 and know what's coming in my data or which market I should go. But Already in our day-to-day life, we are surrounded with AI. I would say infused technology, and like I say, our strategy is really to infuse that in all our products. Because whether you like the Tiger Lake we're talking, right? So that I will have uh, AI. Uh, 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 deal boost instruction set in it and if you're a user of a pc let's say a mobile platform you, there's a lot of things that you do today that will uh, be a way better when you have those ai infused technology like if you do let's say photo editing so I, we all know if you do photo editing sometimes it's super hard with the software to really get and do the auto uh, selection of the subject but ai on uh PC platform, it's really about vision and, and, and voice, So basically all the image and, and, and video processing. So whether it's uh, video editing, photo editing, uh, 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 video jumping when you have a cut on the audio or removing blurry image, removing background in the picture when you're doing, doing video conferencing and don't need to be in a, a green room or anything, so just blur what is around you that the people can focus on you. All those things... So will be greatly, greatly improved when you start to have AI in your platform. So because that's that's really the uh, the, the basis of the AI on on the client platform.
0: You know, then you talked about obviously the use of the technology in uh, in in sports with the NFL. But you guys have a big big project up ahead because the Tokyo 2020 Olympics are coming up, and you guys have some 3D athlete tracking technology that's going to be. I guess this is going to be something that we as consumers are going to be able to somehow experience, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty exciting. The uh, agreement we have with the uh, the uh, the Olympic. So basically, in Tokyo 2020, we'll use that 3D athlete tracking technology to kind of a it will kind of a, be an overplay on the 100 meters sprint and some other sprinting event. You'll see that's where you'll be able to see. Uh, I w- uh, you know when you watch football and you see that line where there's like the uh, the the the, the uh, uh, a 10-yard line where they have to go. So like overlay on the screen. So you'll be able to see things like that, but on the uh, sprint. So you'll see who is leading, who is not leading. So all the stats and everything. So that will be pretty exciting. And this is just the beginning of those kind of technology. Again, with the power of AI that's really built to capture all the sensors' informations, the visual, that what we see and everything. So we, we will be able to provide way more information to uh, the viewers uh, of the uh, the Olympics.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. And I cannot wait to see how this technology kind of evolves over time, because the, the kind of real-time information we'll be able to have access to, whether it be in sporting events or any kind of entertainment media we, we actually experience will be really cool, especially with 5G around the corner. Denis, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It was really awesome to talk to you. I cannot wait to see some of these innovations in action, and I hope to speak to you down the road.
2: Okay, thank you so much, and I will just leave you, but make sure that uh, people understand that many companies predict the future, but Intel, we're building it every day.
0: Denis Gouraud from Intel, thank you so much for being here. It is Your Tech Report. Thank you guys for being here at Your Tech Report absolutely everywhere. Let's take a quick break and come back and wrap up the show.
1: There's more Your Tech Report after this. This
4: is
0: Your Tech Report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Aflalo. Follow us on all our social media. It is at Your Tech Report. I don't think I can remind people enough of that. And, of course, our email address, Mitchell, is contact at Yourtechreport.com. Your tech yeah, very so good. That. Oh, my God. You're, yeah. you're so smart. Um, I'm well-trained. You yeah. and I are... are probably um, giddy like schoolgirls for this next interview because <laughs> yes, a- a- and when we tell you what it is uh, I don't know if people are going to think we're nuts or not but I think by the time the interviews end uh, you-, you will realize why we're so excited about this
4: well, you know there are advancements and technology in every sector, and you know we, we, everyone thinks of technology being just limited to smartphones and computers, but there are advancements in technology and uses of technology everywhere, right? Now, so let, let's take this back to let's take this back to me, not to make about me. So you know we're in we're in a new house, we have a new house here, and we're making some changes. One of the things we have to change is our kitchen faucet, right? Because and then and it seems like a very easy, simple decision, but it's not. It's like a domino effect because it affects the look and the the, the performance. What do you want? what kind of water flow do you want what do you want something that pulls down do you want touch sense so one name keeps on coming up whenever tracy and i are looking at stuff and that name mark is moen and anyone who has done any sort of home improvement in their bathroom in their kitchen knows this name because mark basically they have everything have you ever taken a look oh God, at their yeah, catalog of, of stuff it's a little overwhelming isn't
0: it no, no it's, it's more than overwhelming and you know it's 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 I have to welcome we need help. I have to welcome our next guest because we do. We need intervention here. Uh, Michael Paloa <laughs> is the group manager for IoT at Moen. Welcome to your tech report, Michael. So excited to have you on if you have not already realized that.
3: I, it sounds great. I'm so happy to be here and talk to you guys about our, some of our new uh, innovations we have coming out.
0: Okay, so Michael, I know I asked you this question off the air, but for the benefit of our listeners, you've been at this company for how long?
3: I've been at Moen almost 14 years now and spent um, probably about the last, five to six, working on our our, what we call our smart water category or IoT category.
0: Now, when you started there that long ago, would you have ever thought that there was going to be a smart water category at a company like Moen?
3: Uh, no, I, I think we've advanced the category tremendously, and with the market growth of smart homes, it's a natural intersection of our traditional uh, plumbing products to the advancements we're doing um, in this area.
0: Yeah, I know, and we actually spoke to somebody, I think it was uh, probably about two years ago, Mitchell, when, when U by Moen was first announced. And I remember right, being right, right. amazed by just the technology at that point. But I think at that point, it was also, uh, I guess, less so consumer-friendly because it was you needed a plumber to install, et cetera, et cetera. But we're getting a little bit more consumer-friendly. Are we not, Michael?
3: We definitely are. So we took um, our U-by-mo and smart shower technology that we brought to the bathroom, which did require a plumber and kind of a more major bathroom model, and took that same idea and brought it into the kitchen faucet.
0: So so you got to tell us more. Ex- explain exactly so, how this yeah, technology gets into works. our kitchen faucet. <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm keeping you guys excited. So, yeah, yeah, suspense, trust <laughs> me, the suspense is there. <laughs> is Our u by Moen and smart faucet, so what this does is it allows you to do voice commands and with either Alexa or Google and allows you to do precise measurement and precise temperature. So when you think about everyday tasks today, you're doing a lot of cleaning, cooking, preparing meals, uh, taking care of families, uh, everything you do in the kitchen. The kitchen is the center point of the home. When you're entertaining guests, everything revolves around the kitchen. So having a faucet that actually ends up being a assistant to you instead of a uh, a little bit of a uh, hassle sometimes is the way to go. So. Think about this. You wake up in the morning and you want to fill your coffee pot. And instead of holding your coffee pot underneath the faucet and waiting for the water to get the right temperature or to fill up to the exact amount, you put it in the sink, you walk away, and as you're doing that, you issue a voice command. Uh, Alexa, ask Moen to fill coffee pot. And the water will fill up to your exact quantity, to your coffee pot, and ready for you to go and stop at that exact amount and wait for you to come back and be ready. So you've just added seconds, if not minutes, to your day. With a simple voice command, and that's what our product allows you to do is to automate everyday tasks at the kitchen sink that um, are pretty mundane and routine, but you need that extra time in the kitchen when you're cooking, baking, cleaning, all that can be automated with our faucet.
4: And it also adds a huge smile to our faces. I wish you could see what we look like right now. We have these giant grins on our faces because... And you know what? The applications are numerous here because obviously it's it's more than just a bragging point to be able to have these features for people that if you can't find a measuring cup, it really helps the workflow. We're talking also about accessibility. Mark and I do work with a a company called AMI, Accessible Media in Canada, uh, which deals with a lot of people that are either blind or vision impaired that don't have the ability to quickly and easily navigate a kitchen and technology like this helps people in that way as well, doesn't it?
3: It definitely does. It's, it's universal. There's many different ways to activate the faucet, but using your voice where you never even have to touch the faucet, um, for those that you know have some of those challenges and some of those disabilities, is a great option for them in this area where the faucet can actually do all the work simply with their voice. Um, home automation and, and smart homes in general, utilizing voice as, a, as an avenue is a great way for uh, those individuals.
0: Michael tell me about you know how a product like this comes to be like where where does the idea start and and what kind of steps are in the middle between it going from the idea to being a product that we're seeing in our hands
3: So what we do with any of our innovations is we look at what is the way to improve the consumer experience so we do a lot of work and studies and research around what is the consumer experience of of actual homeowners in the kitchen. These aren't stage actors. These aren't even people in the building here at Moen in our corporate office. We we go out and we talk to consumers. We do interviews. We even do sometimes, you know, recordings of them at the kitchen sink doing their normal tasks. And we understand where the pain points are, where the problems are. Um, you know, when you... When you do something and say, yeah, I do it this way, and then you actually watch people, they actually do things completely different when they don't even realize what they're doing. And what we look for is all those ways that we can improve the experience. So we didn't do a smart faucet or a voice-activated faucet just for the sake of creating buzz in the marketplace and having something flashy that's technology-based. It was truly about creating a consumer experience that is better than what you have today with a, a traditional mechanical faucet so allowing the consumer to give us that feedback and learn from that is how we have developed products like this it's not a quick process um, we make sure we spend our time reviewing all of the research and understand that experience and what the consumer is looking for and then put a great product out there that delivers on all those benefits
4: and you guys are doing what great companies always do, which is leveraging your experience so rather than going the other route where a lot of companies have a third party, a technology company come in and add to their to the experience. You guys, you know, your your you know bread and butter has been faucets. Your experience, you know the workflow, you know what people want and what they need. So for those innovations to come from your side rather than a smart company side is really kind of brilliant because you're leveraging all the experience, everything you guys have learned from being in bathrooms and kitchens for dozens of years.
3: That's 100 percent correct. We know we know plumbing. We've been around for many for over 80 years, um, all the way all the way back when Al Moen created the company and created um, the first uh, mixing faucet with hot and cold water. We we plumbing is our DNA, and we do that amazingly well. And taking that to the next level by adding smart and connected products to it is a great way to enhance the consumer experience. It integrates with um, the rest of the smart home with your Alexa or Google devices. And the other thing that we're launching this year that we haven't touched on is our brand new Moen Network through our new, brand new Moen app. And what that allows you to do is actually put all of your Moen connected products, you know, our U by Moen smart faucet, smart shower, and our Flow by Moen um, water security products with the smart water shutoff and the smart water detectors, which are brand new this year, into one app, one ecosystem of all your water products in your home that are by Moen and allows you to monitor all your water usage, get alerts, understand exactly what's happening in your home with one application and see all of your water usage with the products that we have out in the market and the ones yeah. we'll come out with in the future.
4: You know it's funny. He totally beat me to the punch because I was going to go through the uh, the the innovation timeline with you guys. I mean, you guys pioneered, of course, uh, the touch faucet, then the motion faucet, where you don't have to touch it. Now we're using the voice. I was like, "What's next? Mind control?" But it's not. Next is app control. That really is that really is brilliant.
3: That's exactly right. We you know today we all have our smartphones that you know we we never leave uh, never leaves our pocket or our hands, right? And that's pretty much where our life lives. And consumers are looking for a way to get more safety, security, control around their home, whether that be their security system, their lights, their thermostats. Water is the is the lifeblood of the home, right? It's We use it so often in the day, and yet those types of applications didn't exist a couple years ago. At Moen, we're, we're looking at that and saying, how do we push this forward and create a holistic ecosystem approach to the home around water, with Moen's products being the center point of it and understanding everything that's happening in that home? Um, Let me. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry, products yeah. with Flow by sorry. Sorry, and our water experience products with the U by Moen category. All of those working together.
4: No, sorry about that. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I, I, one of the things I wanted to ask you was uh, one of the things we talk about and this Mark and I talk about with different companies is barriers to entry. And of course, what we're talking about with your, with the different faucets you guys have, the different technologies, there there is no downside. But do you find with people that are more old school that that want a just more traditional, I don't want technology in my sink. I don't want technology in my faucet. Do you find there are some people that, you know, are a harder sell because they're used to just the traditional faucet on, faucet off, and that they don't really understand how some of these things can really benefit their day-to-day?
3: We see that all the time. Um, It's entering a new category like this when you're trying to change the status quo. People don't understand sometimes or go, well, it's not that hard to, you know, turn the handle on. We walk them through every experience, right? So we, if you look at our product, our U by Smart Faucet still has a traditional handle that works the same way it always has. We know that there's people that do that and there's homeowners like myself that want to put the product like this in, but then maybe I have guests over that don't know how to use the voice or the wave sensors, and they just want to use the handle. It's still available to work as a traditional faucet, but have these added benefits of hands-free through a wave sensor or through gestures. The other thing we think about is, think about, this is going way back, but you used to have to open your car with a key, and then it went to the key fob, and now it's like you leave it in your pocket and you just open the handle. All of those progressions were met with resistance at first, but now we've can't even imagine ever going back. We believe the same thing is going to happen with these types of applications in the smart home area, specifically in the smart water application area.
0: You know, you talked about the app, you talked about Flow, but can you go into a little bit more detail about Flow and explain how this product could actually save your life a little bit in terms of, you know, damage that could possibly happen, leak detection? How does that work?
3: Absolutely. So we have two uh, products within our Flow by own, um water security category. One is our Smart Water Shutoff, and what that does is we launched this last year through a partnership with Flow Technologies. And this product goes on the main line of your home's water and monitors all of your water usage and, and catalogs um, pressure, temperature and flow rates in real time for every drop of water that enters your home right after your water meter before you have any branches off into hot water tanks or other parts of the home. What it looks for is it learns your home's water usage, understands what's considered normal usage, so your shower length, your how many times you flush a toilet in a day, all those different applications that you do in a normal day, and then looks for abnormalities. It's using advanced uh, AI to understand where there are differences, where there are pain points or problems. Those problems usually are leaks. Now, they could be what we call a, a leak that's more controlled, like a dripping faucet that drips into the sink, that's wasted water, and we're able to uh, alert consumers that there's water running or even shut off the valve and stop the water from running to prevent that water waste. But even more importantly, if you start to have leaks behind the wall or a problem where you have a busted connection uh, under the sink that is uh, that happens that you're not even aware of, the device will understand that that's a problem, alert you that it's an issue, and actually take the steps to shut off the water automatically to the whole house to prevent damage. Water damage is the number one insurance claim in North America, or in the U.S. today, five times more likely than theft and and, uh, fire combined. So this is a huge opportunity for a consumer to save their home and save not only money with insurance uh, claims and insurance issues, but also protect their home and their investment and all those belongings that can be damaged by water damage. So the water security category is a big area that we're looking at to advance and provide that peace of mind to the consumer so they know they're protected. I don't, I don't. I don't.
0: I don't know anybody yeah. that has not been affected by water damage of some shape or form. My entire kitchen ceiling was redone because of a leak that I I managed to figure out was there because I was testing a a um, a flare. Uh, what was it called? The uh, the temperature sensor, a temperature gauge, or the uh, the the thermal thermal imaging, and I saw something was oh, yeah. colder than than. How does how does it work? Is it is it pressure based? It realizes something's different, something's changed.
3: Well, so if you think about all your fixtures in your home, from a faucet to a dishwasher to a toilet, they all have different um, signatures. When you think about pressure, flow, and even. Um, yeah, pressure and flow is essentially it. So you think about a, a dishwasher has a very hard solenoid type of impact when the water opens and closes. So that creates a pressure signature and a flow signature of how much water is used, how often it opens and closes. All of that is cataloged and identified as this is a type of, this is an appliance. A faucet acts differently than a shower that acts differently than a toilet. So we can understand where your water is going and understand when something act differently than our normal than normal usage. It uh, could be somebody left a faucet running for too long. Um, somebody left an outdoor spigot running accidentally. Or a pipe burst, right? A pipe burst is a significant drop in pressure with a large amount of flow happening in a very short amount of time. So something like that is easy to catalog and easy to identify as a problem, immediately shut off the valve and save you from thousands of dollars, thousands, even tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage uh, to your home.
0: I, honestly well, you, yeah, yeah i, I never yeah. would have i never would have thought of using techni- it, it seems so it seems so obvious now now that you're explaining right. it to me um but i never would have thought oh my god this is something that we could measure and turn into data points that we could use and help save ourselves
4: and Mark, I had the same issue, except that, you know, I had a, I had a slow leak. And of course, like you were just mentioning, I mean, the, the bigger leaks, a pipe burst, those are a little bit easier, obviously much easier to detect, but it's the slow leaks that not only cause a lot of damage and cause a lot of insurance claims It happened to me, it's happening to our friends right now that have to leave their home for a month in order to have their floors ripped out. But also insurance companies, and I'm sure you both know this, the slow leak is one of those gray area for insurance companies, because then it's like, well, if it's something that you guys didn't pick up, if it's the homeowner didn't realize, until it was too late. That's not our fault. So people are having a lot of problems with slow leaks, not just getting them repaired, but getting the insurance to cover it because it's not as obvious as a leak, you know, as a pipe burst where the, it's kind of a no-brainer. The slow leak is something that it's a gray area they don't always cover.
3: Yeah. And one of the things that our Flow by Mowen Smart Water Shutoff does specific to, flow, to small leaks is multiple times throughout the day we run a health test. And what that does is identifies when water is not being used shuts off the valve, which essentially pressurizes all the water downstream, so all the water going to your fixtures and your appliances, and it looks for pinhole leaks. It looks for even a drop of water per minute coming out of an area. So that it looks it's proactively looking for those small leaks because small leaks left unattended become larger catastrophic leaks. So we're doing very proactive work multiple times a day for the homeowner to test the system. We don't alert them if the alert passed, but as soon as that, if we detect a small drip, Um, We alert the consumer immediately and say, you have a small drip, and then they can actually work with our flow support team to help identify where that leak might be by going through a troubleshooting process. So we're proactively trying to prevent these issues, save water, save uh, homeowners from damage and and issues, and ultimately save money.
0: Now, is is flow something that people can install themselves, or is this something that we need to get Plumber to actually install?
3: It's preferred uh, plumber install, professional install. It does go on the main line of your home's water line. So a lot of people have some um, discomfort with cutting into their main line. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it is recommended for a professional install. But it is a relatively simple install for any trade professional that um, does plumbing work. Uh, it's, it's very. We have a template that comes in the box, our spacer. Um, you line that up with the connections cut the pipe and apply the, the, the tail pieces and the connections, and it connects right away. It does require a AC plug to be within about 10 feet of the device to power the device and connect it to Wi-Fi. You per- connect it to your Flow by Moen smartphone app as well, or, or your Moen app, and from there you're able to see all your water usage, get your alerts, um, monitor pressure, temperature, and flow in real time, um, you can actually sign up for our Flow Protect plan, which is a $5 per month subscription plan that enhances actually some of the values of the product by giving you an insurance letter that you can take to your insurance companies to guarantee that you've installed it. And actually, a lot of insurance companies across the country are starting to give premium discounts for having a product wow. this installed because it, it's not only saving you money of and course. protecting your home. <laughs> it's but saving it's them saving money. That. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So um, it's not widespread, but it's definitely something that we recommend to all consumers is to take your insurance company and show them. and. And show them our literature. Show them our website. Give them get them educated, because this is a great opportunity for everyone to save money from water damage. Uh, A couple other things you get with that Flow Protect plan is an enhanced warranty that goes from one year to three year, and you get uh, what we call the extended water uses or enhanced water usage, which shows you where your water is going in your home: showers, toilets, appliances, irrigation, um, instead of a total number. But most importantly, we actually provide proactive um, monitoring and consumer support. If you have an issue, you can text us right through the, or you can contact us right through the app and we will help walk through the problems with you um, as a homeowner. You can call us, you know, on our support line and we will we'll help you install, we will help you troubleshoot, we'll help identify issues and make sure that you are getting a great experience with the Flow by home product and protecting your home.
4: You know, we're talking so much about technology and the advancements you guys have. I just want to make sure that for the traditionalists out there, or or just not just for the traditionalists, but anybody listening to this that's listening to all the smart features and the technology and the advancements that Moen has in this segment, none of this would matter if the basics didn't work well and the faucets did not look gorgeous. And I'm telling you this from experience. I've used Moen in my home for years. We're looking right now. I'm looking at the website. If you go to Moen.com, you can see the full lineup. And this stuff just looks beautiful. And we've looked at everything from more traditional antique to modern. And you guys really do have something for every budget, every lifestyle, every look. And at the end of the day, the smart features are amazing, and I appreciate them. And they're gonna they're gonna be appreciated by anybody that uses them. But people want stuff that works well and looks beautiful. And you guys have that covered as well. As well.
3: That's 100% true. We, we know style is crucial for consumers when you think about faucets. They are, if you think about your kitchen faucets, that's the center point of your kitchen. It could be on an um, island in the middle of the kitchen. It could be on a, a countertop behind that. Either way, that faucet is a, is a centerpiece, right? It's almost like the fireplace in the living room. It's the centerpiece of the kitchen. It needs to look good. It needs to function. You need to be something that when you, when we look at it, we say, take a great style, Put, a, put smart technology or innovation on it, and that creates a unique user experience. It's not one or the other. It's both combined to create that user experience. Um, we've done that. We have a wide range of, as you talked about, mechanical or traditional uh, functional faucets in a wide range of styles, price points, finishes as well, which is really important. But then on our smart faucets, the brand-new U by Moment smart faucet, we actually have nine of our most popular collections and styles have this new technology put into them. So you still get a great style with a great technology.
0: Michael, uh, you know, I'm sure we could talk for another couple hours, but uh, really I'm going to save this conversation <laughs> for a couple months from now, and I want to invite you back on the show to talk about some more advancements uh, when you guys do announce them. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. You've, you've given me so many aha moments in my mind right now, and <laughs> I now have to go to Home Depot and pick up a couple of you, my own forces. That's great. Thank you so much for having me on. This is This is good. I'm serious. i got to run over to Home Depot and get uh, the whole U by Mowen line. This is your tech report. Thank you guys for being here. Let's uh, take a quick break and come back. Your tech
1: report will be right back. Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back. He been Mitchell
0: Whitfield. I am of Flattlo. Follow along with us online, and it's at your tech report. Thank you guys for being here. Very thanks to uh, Danny Goudreau over there at Intel. Thanks to Mowen for being on the show as well. Mitchell, uh, another shameless self-promotion, Gamer's Edge, a, a show it. Yeah, we have every week on Sirius XM on uh, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We talk about all things gaming, PC, mobile, console, eSports, lots of cool stuff. We've got uh, great shows lined up for you guys over the coming weeks. We have some, we've had some really
4: good shows to start, quite honestly, on that on that. So, so, I, I would say we've yeah. had some great ones. You want you want to be good. I say we're, they were great. Yeah, they've been really, really good. Um, so they've been do, a lot of fun to
0: do also, do yeah. Do check out GamersEdgeRadio.com. Lots of cool stuff there. All the shows are up there if you want to take a listen. It's uh, very cool stuff. Speaking of gaming, I wanted to talk about the new Xbox Series X. We're talking about a holiday release, which means probably around November time frame. I guess October, November, so that we can be shopping in time for the holidays, right? That's normally what they do?
4: Yeah, they usually say when they say holiday, they meet sometime mid mid to late, like, third week of November, that's when it's always been. Um, but, you know, the more I hear about these new consoles, especially, you know, the Xbox Series X, because Microsoft has been a little bit more forthcoming, uh, the more excited I get. And we get some news today. And, uh, you know, again, you can, if you're listening to this show and you want to read more about this, you can go to TheVerge.com and check it out. They did a great article on all the new specs that Xbox and Microsoft are putting out. So should we go over some numbers here, Mark?
0: Yeah, I mean, l- I mean let's talk about some of the things. Like, we have six, 12 teraflops of GPU power. I mean, can you can you take a stab at trying to describe that?
4: Uh no, I think what is the <laughs> no, what is I the can. current I mean, the current <laughs> I think the right now the current powerhouse in terms of pure power is the um, Xbox One X right now. Yes, correct. Uh, and I think that is under 6 teraflops, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, it is 6
0: teraflops. 6 around teraflops. Six teraflops. Exactly.
4: So we are talking double the performance of an already ridiculously powerful console that I still don't think they've milked all the power out of. It's kind of like what Apple does. They put out a new phone every year, and I don't think they ever take advantage fully of, that, of the processor of the, of the previous generation. But it's an incredibly powerful machine. This one will be... Minimum twice as powerful on the GPU side, but of course there's more than that because there's CPU performance, which is supposed to be off the charts as well. Variable rate shading, hardware accelerated DirectX, ray tracing and ray tracing is all the new age, uh, is all the new rage, both on the <laughs> PC side, really, and the talk about it on the console side, uh giving you lighting effects and just gorgeous, gorgeous graphics. What else do we have here? Quick resume from multiple games. Let me tell you why that's important, Mark, okay? You know right now if you're an Xbox gamer, and of course for all you PlayStation gamers, I'm only talking about in terms of the pre- existing Xbox because we're talking about the new Xbox as well. Uh, if you're an Xbox gamer, you know that if you're playing your favorite game, whatever that is, you can pause it And then go watch something on Netflix, go watch something on, you know, Prime Video, YouTube, whatever. And then it stays in sort of a suspended state until you come back to it. You can do that with one game, right? But they're talking quick resume for multiple games. Could you imagine being able to have multiple games open at the same time? You know, it's, it's kind of like a browser. Imagine, you know, going on your favorite browser and, you know, put, opening up all these web pages, keeping d- different tabs open and the computer's not, no problem. Your, your Xbox will be able to do the same thing with multiple games open, suspended, waiting for you to, I mean, this is, to me, this is a huge step. Not just, you know, this is something that's actually usable and tangible. Not just great graphics, but something that'll change the way that people actually game.
0: No, absolutely. Uh, you know, just the, I mean, especially the people who multitask and just, you know, constantly want to bounce between game to game. This is just an absolute, uh, absolute winner for this one. Um, they're saying it's going to be a brand new CPU, the custom CPU, that's going to be kind of like a, a combination of AMD's Zen 2 and a Radeon RDNA 2 architecture. Um, they're going to use the latest solid state, and technology, SSD technology. I mean, this thing is going to be nuts. It's going to support 8K gaming, with frame rates up to 120 frames per second in-game. That's important because, and I, I try to describe you know, frames per second for people. Most people understand it when you talk about, for example, throwing your hand in front of your face or, or watching sporting events that are very fast motion. Instead of right. getting that blur feel when things are moving in front of you, you actually see all the detail that goes by. So that's really important when you're controlling the point of view, when you're controlling the action in any game.
4: Absolutely, Mark, and you know, even on the current gen console, even on the Xbox One X, which, as we said, is very powerful, you'll see they let it lets you sort of make your own experience. So when when you choose at the graphics at the beginning, they'll let you say, "Okay, do you want to go for overall graphics? Do you want to go the prettiest picture, or do you want to get the fastest picture?" And it makes you kind of choose between the two. Well, with this new console, it looks like you won't have to choose. You're going to get the prettiest looking graphics and the fastest refresh rate. All at the same time. So that's a huge leap for gamers everywhere.
0: And last thing I want to throw in is that they've announced that they're going to be branding their new Xbox Game Studios games as what they call smart delivery. Meaning you can play the game on the Xbox One, the Xbox Series X consoles, uh, and third parties are going to be able to take that branding as well. Which is, I guess, it's more of a branding thing and more of a way to kind of say, oh, by the way, this is how you get our third party stuff. Interesting.
4: Yeah but, yeah, but it also sort of speaks to their whole mantra that for the last several years, which is, you know, you play when you want to play where you want to play. You know, they're opening yeah. up their multiple consoles, the same games, which I think is kind of genius. And again, this, this kind of puts Microsoft in a very unique position because they have the hardware now. They have the studios behind them. They have the open platform with backward compatibility, backwards compatibility. This is looking very bright. The future is looking very bright in terms of the ki- I say console wars because I think that's kind of silly, but it's looking really good for Microsoft with this next generation.
0: Well, they have promised to share way more details about the new Xbox console over the coming months. I think we'll get a lot of a lot of information on that. We may see this on display maybe at E3. Do you think they'll actually have one oh. out there?
4: They have to, they, because the release is only going to be several months after I that, mean. a few months after. So it will be their Mark, and so will we.
0: Thank you guys for being here. Thank you to Moen. Thank you to Intel. Thank you, Mitchell Whitfield. On behalf of, of course, yourself, I am Mark Flalo. Tune in again next week for more from your tech report